The Fiddler of the Reels, a story by Thomas Hardy, dramatised by Colin Hayden Evans. as if there was some sudden pole of sound close and breathing and in it I knew I would one day drown Mark they called him. Some did anyways. Watt Olimore was his proper name, but Mop was on account of his hair. Full it was, curly, and reaching his shoulders like no man's commonly did. No one knew from where he came, though there were those who reckoned he once arrived for the traveling fair that left him behind. And some told stranger things, that he put ointments on himself, that made you think of different things when he was near. Things like that. And the fiddle, his music-like, would bring a listening rabbit from its hole. But mainly, it was his charm over the women that put him aside from others. He seemed like some preacher to their hidden heart. Limbs astride the pulpit of that cursed fiddle. We'll be honest with you. I never thought there'd come a day when Ned Hipcroft could turn to any music with hatred in his mind. But I push ahead of the story. Strange it were all to be, that's for sure. And heartfelt too. But it all started out a lot more ordinary. Oh, Ned! Well, your father likes me. And he's not tired of saying so. You know my fondness for you now. You know my true feeling. I know what you say. People say all sorts. We grew up hereabouts together. Mm. All our lives. Mm. Marion seems to me something different to that. That's what I'm saying. Marion should be getting to know something new. I have a secure trade. And a heart that would be good to you always. That counts for something. Oh dear Ned, it counts for all. But sometimes things need to be sort of a risk. A risk? And what sort of life is that then? Seems to me it needs to be something else if it's a quiet time you're after. <sighs> Let's sit by the tree. Tell me what you dream about, Ned. <laughs> dream? <laughs> How your heart speaks to you. I don't rightly see what that's got to do with much. I reckon there's a lot of different sorts of living, Ned. Not just our own. It's your own that you come back to, though, isn't it? Wandering about is all right. I'm not saying otherwise. But you always come back in the end. I'm not as sure as you are, Ned. No. I'm not. Then let me be sure for both of us. Why ever not? Look. 
Will you marry me or not, girl? I can't ask too many more times. It ain't rightly fair to expect it. You're a good man. I can't see a proper answer in that. No, then. No. I won't marry you. You won't give me a proper reason, neither. If I had a reason, I'd know what to do about it. I could change the suit. I'm not a stubborn man. But I am Ned Hipcroft. That's what I'm always trying to tell you. I am stubborn. What is it you want, then? I'm stubborn. For my dream. My heart stayed behind, perhaps. It's difficult even now to deny. But my mind told me it was time to go other ways. I caught the train to London and a different life. And there I stayed, working hard and forgetting the loneliness she'd left in me. It was a long time before things were to change. And then in ways at which I could never guess. But my parting from her that day opened other doors in her life. The self-same doors that would one day come to close on me like the lid upon some dark inside. I made myself miss him for a while. I'd always think him nice. But it weren't what my heart was saying. It was saying, leave me, leave me. As if wanting its own space inside. It were waiting to be filled, if the truth had been known, by all sorts of things. It were waiting for surprise. And such a thing comes by waywardness alone. Listen, if you don't play. You heard me before I was here. I'll have a sensible word out of you if you're going to talk to me. Otherwise, pass by. Listen, then. travels with fairs. Is that who you are? I travel with those who follow me. And who does then? Who follows you? Whoever hears the music. Shall I follow you then? It will never stop now. 
The music, not for you, young girl by the road. You have heard the sound your heart makes when it finds its proper beat. I have let you listen where before you could not. And for that, I would lay you amongst the leaves in order that you always remember. You shall do no such thing. Let your real heart tell me not. Only then will I believe. Twill need more than a tune on a fiddle for that, sir. You are already taken, girl. I am here but to tell you so. You speak as odd as they come, and that's a fact. So, if I cannot lay you on the grass, may I sit upon it then? <laughs> See, I can. Now, your name. Have I not freely given you mine? Caroline. Caroline Aspen is my name. It's not as pretty as it should be, but it'll do. Well, thank you, I'm sure. Oh, you are fairer than your name, is what I say. That sounds better. And you live at the village? At Stickleford. All my life. And still without a husband. How do you know that? Your eyes still search. In a wife, they rest like a pair of well-worked arms. You say the sort of things that would drive any proper woman away. It matters not what I say. Like the music, the tune can be anything. It is the playing only that counts. Play, then. You've heard enough. I'm to be told that, too. What you have already heard will bring you back. You seem so sure of everything, sir. Hmm. I'm sure of you. Caroline Aspant. Then, perhaps I will come back. like a dream. That's how it should always be. Is it? Is that how it really is? Is that not how it feels? <laughs> What's feelings got to do with it? An hour ago, with all your heaving on me, I could have told you how the sun came up. But now... What about the now where you leave me lying alone? You will lay under me again before we pass. Your eyes have gone. I perhaps I have your pleasure, but precious little else. You've gone, and with you my girlhood. You called. I came. It is your own dream that now bends your heart, Caroline Aspen. <laughs> And so, dear Ned, I end this letter as I began, praying that your always good heart might see the need in my request and take pity on a past waywardness. I send always the true love of Carol. Caroline! Caroline! Over here! How are you, Ned? Dear Lord, girl. Your letter told me nothing of this. 
We looked on in. The tea will not be long. Oh, bread and butter, sir? I do feel a little hungry, but I can keep it off. No, no. There's no need for that. I should have told you, I know. Will it now make all the difference between us, then? There was precious little difference ever between us on my account. I'll let you know. But this is outside anything I could expect. So, Mop Olimore, was it? Oh, Lord. Now I've opened it. It were not a thing I could put in a letter, Ned. Think about it from my side. I felt that when we met, well, he's gone away. I don't know where. I shan't see him again, nor want to. He was the first and only that I swear. Oh, forgive me, Ned. Then at least let us stay a little. There's nowhere I have to go in this place. Here, sit and eat that. <laughs> I'd not turn a dog out in the night like this. As well you know. We've been leaving the morning. Through all that night I spoke to him. Spoke as if my very life depended on the turning of his heart. And the dream? Oh. What of your dream? Ned, the dream is gone. And with it all my foolishness. You were right and I wrong. I want with all my heart to believe you have come back to me. Am I not here then? Is it someone else's arms that now hold you? The child is beautiful. And needs a father. A good man, Ned. As I need. Was there love? Did such a child come out of love, Caroline? What I feel towards you is love. The rest were... Oh, I have no rightful name for it. There was nothing to the man. That's what I cannot properly understand. There was nothing but that fiddle. And for that... Ned, it was you I loved. Then and now. It's just that I was foolish in between. Oh, let's not pay a false price over it all. Love me now as I do you. And I shall be nothing else but true for as long as you want it he so. played his fiddle. Nothing more. And out of the hearts of all that heard came nothing but confusion. I love you. Is that what hoping is then? Are all our hopes confusion? Oh, say words of love to me, Ned. I'm near breaking inside for the want of them. I cannot... Stop loving you, Caroline. <gasps> Though I often pretended hard to try. Oh, my Ned. I should have listened more to what you were trying to say to me. Then all this... Oh, no, no. Everything that happened was to do with me. Only Ned Hipcroft makes any lasting sense. <laughs> <laughs> then be my wife, girl. And let us make of our lives together the only dream that matters. <laughs> We filled our eyes with flowers for the other. And his touch became for me something for which I barely knew how to wait. Each day was planted seed for the next. And we lived calmly. Hope no longer a necessity. 
She was to me. She was to me more than all the wishes of a time apart. And in the love that was between us, the child grew like a token for all that we both felt was to come. Nothing could harm us now. For we had together. We had together everything we'd never known apart. And resting there thought of little else that might or could be different. Ned was not the dream. And for that I thanked him ever. He was my protection. My safety from ever again falling under my own spell. And not knowing else, I called it love. But she sings as she flies She bringeth good tidings She telleth no lies There's more now There's more Come on now, young Carrie She sucketh white flowers She sucketh white flowers For to keep her voice clear and when she sippeth cuckoo the summer, draweth near. <laughs> 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 and now to bed, young lady. Your father's had enough rhymes for one day. Mm. There's one about a fox and a hen. Mm, there's one about being chased up the stairs as well. <laughs> Good night, little one. Good night. Straight to sleep now. Oh, I do so love that child. You worry over her like a spring hen. She's grown like a vine. I can't believe my eyes sometimes. She's close to six, Ned. Aye. And the streets of London is no place to be at such an age, is what I say. Yeah. I've been thinking. Yeah, I know that. You frown like a ploughed field when you're at it. Now, listen to what I say for a bit. You want us to leave London. How do you know that? Well, you're not a man that hides himself, Ned Hipcroft. You never were. Aye. Well. So, what do you think, then? Where? Back home, I thought. Stickleford. Oh, folk have long memories there. Isn't it only our memories that matter? Oh, you always have the words, don't you? Well? Let's leave it a while, Ned. You'll not mind too much staying with your father until we're properly fixed. Oh, he'll have his say at first, but when it's done, it'll all settle. Mm. An only granddaughter will win the day. Yeah. <laughs> there's pigs, Mama. Look, there's pigs. A field full of them. Oh. That's the first live one she's set eyes on, eh, Carrie? He's got them at what's left of the turnips, I expect. See how they put their noses down, Carrie? They got digging noses out, pigs. They're lovely. <laughs> <laughs> You're happy coming back, aren't you, girl? Really, aren't you? Aye. And all the happiest things you've had. I feel a great fondness for you at times, you know. More than I'm able to rightly say. I know. And I 
I thank each day for it. Now, don't go gawping at us, young lady. See how many other creatures you can see. And shapes. Shapes. <laughs> <laughs> I had this thought that I could go into Casterbridge. Oh. While we're here, like, see how things are for work. You and Carrie could wait somewhere. It's a fine enough day for a walk. We could be in Stickleford by dusk. You come on when you're ready. Oh. Uh, that's what I thought you'd say. <laughs> so don't stand there grinning like some dafty. <laughs> Off you go and get us all a living. I'll well, see you at your father's house then. Yeah. He'll be glad to see you, for sure. And me. Oh, aye. And you, my bonny girl. Well, if we're to beat your father back to our new home, we'd better be starting off. Yeah, come on. Come on, Carrie. I had forgotten just how far it was. Or more like how it felt to walk it. Poor Carrie, good girl, pushed on with no complaint. But twas no night to arrive at my father's like some two strays in from the cold. Then I remembered a place from years back. It's going in, eh? It hadn't changed that much. A different man behind the jug, or one I hadn't seen before. And a woman had fetched and carried wood for the fire as if she'd been born to it. Oh, here! Let me help you there! But she only grinned and shook her head. I reckon she was a little simple, but none the worse for that. It's those that gets put on most in this world, as I sees it. So we sat by the fire, watched the dancing, and warmed our insides with the heated ale. And for the only time in my life, I began to feel what home really was. A place made familiar through my girlhood. A man to trust and share it with. And my... Your mother won't be long. Because they're on my own. You see me all the time. I need to dance. I had been lucky. I'd found a job almost from the first. The tide had turned for us, I felt. And I pushed on eagerly toward the village, thinking of Caroline's face as I told her. I suppose I knew at a distance. Well, it seems that way now, looking back. There's a small crowd of people around another. A person on the ground. Oh, no. I recognized oh. the color of the shawl first. Move aside there. Let me through. Oh, Caroline. What's wrong? Lift your head a little. There now. Open your eyes. Give me a word. What? Oh. Is that you, what? They said she were beside herself at first. Deranged, some call it. Thrashing about with a wildness all of her own. 
None ever behaved with the music like that before, I said. I lifted her in my arms and put her in the car. But the sweetness had gone out of her weight. She'd gone from me. And in the going, I'd done the one thing I knew I could never forgive. soup. I have a mind to go to London. Work is running out around here. We'll not find lodgings easy, Ned. You go alone, then. We've heard talk. They say there's a man with a fiddle. A young girl that walks on stilts. Dances as he plays. I told you it was his child, Ned. Damn your eyes, woman! Didn't I nurse her? Didn't I? Didn't I feed and teach her then? And for that, you say to me that the child is his? <sighs> Carrie was all there was to me. And that's the truth. As I no longer am. You gave her to him. He took her, Ned. As sure as I... You gave her! The streets of that town seemed darker still. How many miles I walked, or for how long, I cannot say. There was no sign... I listened always for that cursed music. But there was never a person that knew of it. And as the time passed, the heart of me went with it. Leaving only some pricking emptiness I never thought I could ever feel. Tip-tap. Tippity-tap. He makes her dance, you see. He makes her dance to support him. Don't start up again, Ned. Get some sleep, like the rest of the world at this hour. Somewhere out there. He's using her. Oh, yeah, to keep him. Tippity-tap. You can hear it, if you listen. Oh, it's his child, isn't it? <laughs> Have no fear, husband. She'll not be unhappy long with that one. <laughs> Tonight you heard The Fiddler of the Reels by Thomas Hardy. It was dramatized by Colin Hayden Evans. Caroline was played by Janet Dale. Ned by Stephen Tomlin. Watt by Struan Roger. And Carrie by Bethan Gunjavi. The music from traditional sources was arranged and performed by Dave Swarbrick. 
The BBC drama production was directed by Nigel Bryant.